Hey guys, welcome to Modern Zinc. I'm Joe, and today with us we have our boss man, Dwayne Perel. How's it going? Our lead reviewer, Ron Perillo. Hello. And uh, we, today we're recording episode 45. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, the Alienware mod, which that was Dwayne, Dwayne, our, uh, our leader. I guess that's what, what would we call you, Dwayne, other than Lord and Master? I'll, I'll accept <laughs> so Dwayne put together a really nice mod for uh, the Alienware challenge, and that was against uh, the mod dudes. That was BS Mods and Brian Carter or Bodiker and uh, Hassan Alal's team, uh, V1 Tech. V1 Tech actually took first. Uh, we uh, got second, but we'll talk on, more about that in a bit. Uh, we'll be talking about a mod I'm doing for Corsair that will be at Computex and the Doom Beta and our featured mod. So, without further ado, let's get started with the Alienware results. Dwayne, go ahead and lead with that since you were the man in charge on that one. Yeah, so that was a fun one to be part of, actually. Uh, it started off a, a while back. We got hold of uh, Alienware and they got hold of us right after QuakeCon of last year and they wanted to do something. So, we worked with them to set it up and uh, it went, went pretty well. I mean, we were able to get three teams, like you said. And then BS Mods and slash Brian Carter, which was the mod dudes. And we were all given the same hardware. It was an Area 51. And hardware on the inside. And what we were supposed to do is create something for the 20th anniversary or something that presented about Alienware. Uh, started off as a teams. So they had their teams, we had our team. Uh, we had a little bit of a glitch here and there. Uh, it was Michael Kraft and Craig Tate. They were part of the team. We went through and we came up with the ideas and what we were going to do. And then uh, we had a little bit of, uh, of a food bar that where other projects got in the way. We were actually doing projects for NVIDIA and some other stuff. So uh, it, was, it was a little bit of a challenge, but we were able to get that done. But overall, I mean... Uh, Today announced it. They did it up on um, Twitch. They did a live feed of that, and they had everybody come in. It was part of the actual Alienware builds and the guys who designers and actually the president. And they came in and checked them all out and talked about it for about an hour. And uh, lo and behold, uh, which is which is a great honor. I mean, it was a hard fought uh, contest between the two teams. Definitely, you can see the three different styles. I mean, there was you could almost. Without even saying wh whose mods they were, you could just go, okay, I know who that one is, who that one is, and who that one was. But overall, uh, they they said that throughout all three mods that were picked, and there was a score from 1 to 100 between first, I think they said between and second and third, there was only a two-point difference. And wow. that's considering Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's considering that year it was also... Uh, percentage of votes was 20% was I believe they said was from the community of voting on just pictures and 40% from CPU magazine and 40% internally so wow. yeah that's, that's that's pretty dang close when you're when you're talking about that so you know the competition was pretty dang tight on that so what uh, did you guys win what are the prizes for this one a big old stack of money about this big yeah it's all <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be just rain and then woo 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 so gold chains and ski for everyone, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 
It's not two chains. It's going to be three chains. I'm oh, one yeah. better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of happy strippers at the local club. <laughs> but no, we're going to start going up deep. Yep. Be weighing the money bags, Corel. What? <laughs> it, was a, it, was a good, it was a good sum of money. I mean, it was actually a, a nice. First place was twenty five hundred. Second was two thousand. And I believe third place was fifteen hundred. And everybody gets a choice of either you can get the, uh, I think you get the steam box or the alpha box. So, those are mini PCs, basically. There's our. I think they give, we give away some of those uh, at QuakeCon uh, this year, last year. Yeah, they're the little straight PCs. Yeah. The Alpha Box is kind of like you said, like a streaming PC and stuff. And I do believe it's the, the Steam Box is it's got the Steam OS on it, and it's basically just for steaming games. Oh, nice. Yeah, because it doesn't, doesn't require too much uh, horsepower to steam. It's a stream game. Actually, I have like a, a like a Celeron mini PC. I can just stream games and steam games through it as well. As you can just build like a little form factor PC and. And use it as a stream box. Yeah, actually. So I do like how they did the judging. Go ahead. I like how they did the judging. That it wasn't just like community choice, where we've seen that in the past, where one person just has a massive following, and it's like, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, and the accounts just get flooded with votes. But at the end of the day, maybe they weren't the best choice to actually win this one. It I like you kind of like the thermal take competition does the same thing where the community vote only means so much. Not that it doesn't matter, but it's a small percentage compared to what the, like the internal judges decide. It's a lot more exciting, too, because, you know, you, 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 this is not always what you think uh, is going to win or, or what is going to be, you know, or what's the popular vote or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was three very different styles that came out of this competition. You had... Uh, I mean, BS mods or uh, mod dudes, they have a traditional, very clean style. Uh, then you had Dwayne. He did uh, pretty much an out-of-the-box style that I, I wasn't even expecting. And we're on the same team uh, where he did the ancient the Egyptian style where it just looked like it, it came out of uh, Egypt. And then you had Hassan's team, and they did a lot of acrylic work, which that's V1 Tech specialty is acrylic work. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mon- the team Monas Inc. Uh, went for a uh, kind of more conceptual approach, and uh, Team BS Mods uh, to a certain extent as well. But they did a diff- different theme. Uh, I think they're they're going for uh, like a more classic, uh, like a throwback classic uh, Alienware build. They did theirs kind of like the 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 first Aurora case that came out. That was like the first case that you saw had that almost like a, a car. Green Apple, or automotive green apple finish to it. I mean, you didn't have PCs like that um, when they first came out. That's, that was a big draw to them. I think I even have an old Alienware sitting up in my attic, sadly collecting dust. But um, yeah, I mean, it's even now you don't really see cases like that, even though you have cases that are kind of gimmicky. Um, not that it's an insult. Like Alienware was one of the first one that they did come out with that alien head style PC case. And even now, you don't really see many cases um, that. that if they do imitate it, it's not the same. Uh, like you know, you'll know it's okay. That's definitely Alienware, or that's a knockoff brand. Yeah. What what year did Alienware 
This is a 10th anniversary or 20th anniversary or 20th anniversary. Oh wow! 20. So yeah, yeah, they, they've been up for a good while. What would that be? It's kind of hard to like. I'm like, cause cause 90 still feel like 10 years ago to me permanently. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of in that age group where it's like 90s. That was only 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been going. Yeah, right, Ron. You know, you know, the older you get, the more that changes. Like that, you still think it's only ten years ago. It's like it was that long ago. That's when you think about it. Somebody says, "Yeah, it was like twenty years ago." But no, that's, that's the no, thing. It? <laughs> you you start looking at uh, you start looking at the athletes you're watching TV and say, "Okay, well, yeah, okay, I'm about ten years older." And then right now, I'm at a certain point where, okay, they're they're a little younger than me. I started seeing a lot of them are a lot younger than me. And then when you look at uh, when I was when I was in high school, look at the play, the, the Playboy model because they're always eighteen. Now I'm like, okay, I, they, they could be my kid at this point. I'm like, okay, it's becoming sad. It it, it does. We're taking the age. If you wrong at a convention, feel free to shake his hand. We promise. We give him hand sanitizer. <laughs> no, but that, no, it was a good contest. Um, happy. Uh, of course, that we wish we would have gotten first, but congratulations to V1 Tech and BS or Mod Dudes. Um, I was going to say BS, but it's not like that's bullshit. Um, it, it's not our fault that Bob picked that name. <laughs> but uh, congratulations actually, to That's Tech actually a, and, a very good uh, combination, too. I'd love to see more collaboration between uh, BS, BS Mods and Bob, Brian Carter. It, it seems to work well that they're dynamic of Brian Carter as a designer. And BS mod mm-hmm. doing the the build. I don't know where where does well, Brian Carter live? Does he does he live nearby Bob and Ryan there? Uh, he's I, down in California. I, I was like, yeah, I don't think he does. Um, I think. But yeah, well, the, the trade off is uh, Brian is a very amazing designer, but his mods do take quite a bit of time to get done. Um, there's always a joke that it's like, oh, you can join Brian and the the year plus club <laughs> or the year long mod club. But uh, yeah, Bob, I, Rod just like got mods left and right. I think because if you're a designer, I guess you'll 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 get ideas while you're building it, and you'll try to revise something in the way. Because I've seen I've seen his rebuilds, and he would keep on adding onto it some of the stuff along the way, so that probably adds to the time. Pretty much, it's 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 hard to you can design it. I know Craig deals with this too. He's like, man, my knees just won't shut up. I'm, I'm trying to mod, and it's like, oh, you can do this now. No, 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 just, just stop. You got to do the basics first. Even I'm guilty of that. Where it's like, man, this seems like a really good idea. And uh, the two little guys in my head are fighting. We got to finish them all. The other one's like, no, this looks cool. Put more flames. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what people misunderstand. Sometimes, most more often than not, actually, it's it's not a lack of idea, but kind of trying too to silence. Ideas. Yeah, too many ideas that trying to conflict with each other. You just want to have to pick one because you can only do one. It becomes a shouting contest in your head. And uh, I was having that with the, the Courser mod I'm doing right now. It's like, okay, no, I don't have much time on this mod. Um, as it is, I have to turn it in next week, which it'll be done by next week. But it, it's hard whenever you're given a deadline by a manufacturer. It's like it has to be here by this date, especially since it's being shipped to Computex. We had to keep in mind that... Um, uh, customs. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes customs a bitch. I've had stuff sitting in customs two months before, just because 
uh, they didn't like it or they forgot about it. Honestly, if they forget about this box, it's like three feet by three feet by three feet. They need glasses <laughs> and the Swift kick somewhere else. But uh, yeah, so Corsair contacted me back in like February. I wanted to be part of this and originally it was going to be shown at PAX. Um, approvals and things kind of got in the way. So like, okay, we're going to have a Computex now. So everything's good on that. Um, they're shipping me the rest of the components now, but for those League of Legends fans, um, one of the most popular characters in League is Jinx, also known as the Loose Cannon. She actually, uh, her main weapon when she was first debuted is a shark cannon, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a rocket launcher with a shark head on it, and a shark body and everything, and um, I'll, I'll post pictures later. Right now, I'm, I'm mostly trying to get done with mod, but uh, the whole idea was they gave me a 380T to work off of, and uh, Blake over at Cursor is like, yeah, you've got three categories to choose from. You can choose Doom, which I love Doom. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, Dark Souls 3, which I've never really played any of the Dark Souls games. I just know that I enjoy watching people just die left yeah, and right in the game. To be. <laughs> the game is just completely against you. And I thought Ninja Gaiden was bad. No, Dark Souls is much worse. Uh, and Mirror's Edge, and I've never played Mirror's Edge before. I kind of know it's like a parkour-style jumper. Um, it's a very fun game. I was, like, I was like, I really don't know. So I picked Doom. But he's like, ah, man, everyone's kind of picking Doom. We, we kind of hope you could pick something else. So he gave me some other choices. Like, yeah, you can do Rocket League. And the second he said League of Legends, and he told me what case we're going to be using, I was like, I know what to do. So I'm going to make like a, a stubby version of the Shark Cannon. Uh, for those of you know... Is the 380T the one that's like a compact mini ATX, micro ATX uh, deal? I wouldn't say it's really compact. It is large for ITX. It's definitely not as large as some of the other ITX cases I've seen. But um, it's kind of like a, an old, like a, how can I start? Kind of like a, like an old oil can. But it's got it's like a, a, well, it's, it's basically this, uh, I think it's the 780 or 760T is their large case. Think that just shrunken down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a. It's kind of like a cube, but not a cube. What you call that shape? Sort of like a. Uh, it has angles on it, so it's uh, it's like a lunchbox, futuristic lunchbox looking thing. Pretty much. Yeah, um, we always. Away some of those. We, we joked about the case because it looked like a Pokemon called Ragnarola. Um, we're like, yeah, you just put the eye on it, put the antenna, and it looks just like it. But uh, it's it's not too bad of a case to work with. But it's not squared, so there is a little bit of difficulty involved. Yeah, it's a lot of just planning shape. out. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got to really plan out how you're going to implement things. Luckily, um, George and Blake over at Courser said, "Hey, man, we love your idea. Just please do us a favor, make it where we can at least, if we need to get inside, uh, we don't have to bust out the IKEA instructions." So, luckily for them, everything's held together with magnets. <laughs> so it makes transport. And uh, the base material for the project is pink insulation foam, which is wrapped in a thermoplastic known as Warbler. Dwayne just started working with it as well. Yes. Um, it, it's, very pop- it's very popular in the cosplay community. Um, basically, it's, it just comes in this large sheet, and you just heat it up with, like, uh, same thing, like a, a hot, what's called hot air gun, just like you would do with uh, PTG tubing, and it'll get kind of... Uh, it, it's just costly it'll pick up and you just kind of morph it over it. It's it's a pretty cool material. Definitely think we'll cover it uh, here at Modders Inc. on the website, so stay tuned for that. And there's two types. There's the classic warbler and then 
Warbler black art or just black Warbler. If you try to look up black art on Amazon, it's not going to pull up anything but Martin Luther King drawings. No, uh, no, that's a bad thing. But just a heads up, Amazon doesn't actually carry it. They carry uh, another material. Um, but yeah, um, I'll be posting more on that next week once I get it shipped off. Right now, I'm mostly focusing on actually getting it done. Very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll splice in some photos here and and uh, and post. Thank you. I saw. I saw. It's like kind of like your shark body uh, build along the way. It is yeah, pretty I had big. to cut out a. Yeah, I had to cut out a big section of the of fish bones because I mean, if I were to actually do the full size of fish bones, uh, Jinx, the character is like around five foot two, and the shark launcher is probably about three and a half feet. I don't want to ship a three and a half foot object just because it's mostly empty space. Um, so pretty much it's the body, the head, and then the very end is the directly the tail. So there's about a foot and a half cut out of it. So, I mean, sometimes you you got to use a little bit of creativity when you're doing these mods. Yeah, and it's one of the uh, things about it. If you're going to do it for yourself at home, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff, and you know how it's going to go apart and how you can put it back together or it's just going to sit in one spot. When you get contracted out to do one of these other things, you have so many options you have to think about, like Joe was saying. Or the guys were asking, you know, we have to get inside to it because they might want to change out the hardware maybe you know three months from now, or they've got to travel from California to Taiwan yeah. to who knows New Zealand. So there's all these other options that you really have to think about when you when you do this. Logistics um, involved, yeah. Oh, so yeah. much because people go, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, let me see. This this case has got to go. Let's see, 1,200 miles to go back to packs. Then it's going to go another 1,200 miles going around the world again. Yeah. It's going to go to Computex. Then it's going to go another 2,000 miles because it's going to go down to Florida. That's why it's... Uh, if, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that... Uh, uh, there was a Japanese modder who built like a 250-pound... Well, I think it was even more than that. I don't know if Joe has seen that. I think it was like... It was like a pure steel kind of giant case. And it was basically... It didn't go out of Japan because it was... Like several hundred pounds of pure steel. <laughs> oh, remember the yeah. one? The one we saw at, uh, uh, I'm sorry, over at the, uh, the Thermal Tank suite. It was the, like the tank one or whatever that one guy made. Oh, and Jesse, was, Jesse Palacio. Yeah, he was trying to sell it there. He's like, I can't afford to ship it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're talking about um, Sonder. Sonder, he's the one that built the Yami, uh, the cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Star Wars, yeah. He said it was like, I think he said it was like $3,500 to ship it from <laughs> him in Vegas. And he's like, dude, I can't afford to ship this back. I need to sell it here. And he had to go, I mean, here's the thing about modding, and it goes with like prop making and all that. I look, like a lot of the video game companies, they love it when guys, um, they replicate their stuff, they make props, they're completely fine with it. There are some other companies, though, like Disney. So Disney acquired Star Wars and they acquired Marvel. So if you try to make anything from those universes and sell it, you're going to get a cease and desist. So keep that in mind whenever you're making stuff. Even the Pokemon company, they're the same way. Um, people make Etsy stuff on Etsy all the time, and they'll get cease and desist letters. So keep that in mind if you do decide, hey, I want to make a bill based on this or this. And if you ever try to sell it, reach out to the company let them know what you're trying to do. If you get their blessing... Cool, you can always make stuff for yourself and they can't say anything to you, but once you try to sell it, you're now invading their intellectual property. 
good tip. Actually, you're 100 percent right. <laughs> yeah, I know Sonder had some meetings with Disney um, to see if he could even sell it because his plan was to. Uh, it was like three revisions of the case, and each one he would build it, he would sell it, and then he would afford the revisions on the new one. Uh, and a lot of it's just it's it was he's trying to build the experience to make what he wants and what he's going to keep. Considering the guy, the original guy who did, I don't know if you guys are familiar, familiar with the story, but that guy who originally did the Stormtrooper masks, who designed it himself, had to go through like uh, a lawsuit with uh, with Lucas, claiming that he designed it himself, you know. And eventually, I think it wasn't decided until 2010, that 2008, that he could actually just make the props himself and sell it. Because they, oh, wow. they, they didn't, uh, I forgot his name, sorry about, the, I can't even remember from the top of my head, but he's like some, some prop maker in England. Back then, uh, making plastic molds was, uh, you know, hobby, well, it was kind of like, you know, it was a rare thing back in the 70s. And he was approached and he actually had to make a design. And then that became the iconic design, but he couldn't sell any replica at all out of his shop, even though he's the, the guy who made this iconic helmet design. <laughs> He couldn't make money off it other than what he was paid back then. Yeah, I mean they're they're very quick to to uh, file it under a trademark or a patent or whatever. So it's I mean something you got to do your research on. Um, it actually wasn't intended to be a, a, a category that we we're talking about today or a topic, but it it came up and I mean sometimes you just have to. Because if you had told me like three years ago, hey, you got to get permission from Star Wars to do anything with their stuff. I would have just been eyebrows up, like, "What are you talking about?" Like, I'm, I'm a fan, but no. If, if it if it involves you making money off of it, Disney wants their cut. Oh yeah, there's like I even have. I think I got I got a Star Wars hand soap in my in my bathroom right now. So it's like they they pretty much license every single thing. No 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 no. I don't want to hear that. Star Wars Star Wars underwear. May the force be with you. Especially after Taco Bell. <laughs> so this past weekend, uh, Id, Bethesda, uh, their sister companies, uh, they opened the gates of hell for everyone, and they let everyone jo- uh, jump in the Doom, or the Doom, it's not just Doom, uh, beta. Which, honestly, I thought was kind of funny they named it a beta, since it's like, boy, 30 days out until the New game launches or no twenty days about. Yeah, it launches uh, Friday. Yeah, the thirteenth, right? Yeah, Friday. It's a Friday the thirteenth. I don't know if they did it on purpose or it was just a coincidence. Knowing them, probably on purpose. But uh, it seemed pretty late for them to call it a, a beta to me. But if you had a Steam account, you could download it and saw it and play it. And it, it got quite a bit of mixed reviews so far. Um, most of it is negative, which I was surprised at, uh, considering I actually had a blast playing the, the beta. Not to say it didn't have its downs. I actually wrote an article about it on the website, which we'll put a link in the description below. Um, Dwayne, you said you got to play a little bit of it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, so the first night that I got it, it was I downloaded it and started playing it. And it was way late at night, and I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired. But it's when I first got onto it, it seemed like it was a little slow. I was used to that that real twitchy kind of quake old style Doom because you got to remember, I was around when the first ones came out. 
I was probably most of your guys' <laughs> age at that time. So it's always been one of my favorite games was Quake and Doom, playing that, because I've always been that uh, deathmatch kind of guy. I like to get in, play like 30, 40 minutes, and get out. So yeah, it was. I thought it, at first it seemed a little slow. It wasn't quite as reactive as I thought it was going to be. Uh, but other than that, I enjoyed it. I, I, I had fun. Just have to remember, people, remember, it's called a beta. Okay, it doesn't say final. It wasn't gold stamped. Anything else? It's called a beta. So what you saw was was probably more of I'm guessing probably testing a lot of the networking stuff and how the game selections were happening and all the servers. So they just threw something out there and said, "Here, play it. You can get the custom how it's going to be and, and look like." And you know what? And all the negativity is out there. There's even things that they can change. So they they like some of the characters. Yeah, you know. Criticism is okay, but when some people just go way overboard, and it's it, it's yeah. terrible when they do that. But I I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I had a good time. There are some things that they could adjust. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, how how it's almost I can almost say how uncommon is it now that there isn't a day one patch? I mean, it seems like every game I've bought lately has a like multi gig day one patch. And here's the thing about betas and even alphas. It's a build they use to distribute to the public to see how things play out, whether it's, um, is the game stable? How is the network handling this? Are our servers ready for this type of traffic? Um, are we getting glitches? What kind of hardware uh, faults are we having if it doesn't work? Even when I, when I loaded up the, the, the beta, there was a warning that said that there were issues with certain NVIDIA graphics cards that would cause the screen to flicker. And it was like, it's like an epilepsy I had the same thing. Yeah. I had the same it like trailed for about a minute and then it was good after that. So it wasn't it wasn't even like it was a massive issue. But overall I had a lot of fun. Yeah, there were some stuff that I really didn't like or stuff that I thought could be tweaked. Um, again, I discussed that in the uh, in the article I did. But overall, I had a lot of fun and I'm pretty sure we're gonna be seeing it a lot at the upcoming land parties. We have DreamHack coming up in a few weeks. Then we have QuakeCon in uh, first week of August. I'm looking forward to that. That's when our Modern Zinc family actually gets to come together. Yeah, I think probably because the first Doom was so iconic that people kind of put the, the Doom name into this pedestal that they kind of just build it up into something impossible, you know? Something that kind of will never meet their expectations. Yeah. But there also might be people out there that's trying to compare it to that so it's a, yeah. it's a relaunch it's not a it's not like here's here's doom and now we just toss it into 2016 they've actually gone back because talking with, with with tim willits we were talking about it at a quake con it's like yeah we're going name dropper boom <laughs> <laughs> drop that name right there well, I get this on my cell phone too. If you want me to do that? No. <laughs> Little Timmy, but, uh, as you call him, Timmy, well, my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the other thing that people don't realize is, I mean, back when the first Dooms came out, we had a limited amount of colors. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can compare hardware at the time and hardware now, but if you were to speed up the the new Doom to the old Doom, and it was as fast on the new Doom as it was the old one, you would throw up everywhere. Your eyes probably oh, cannot yeah, handle yeah. the. You know, going on in the environment before it was, it was very primitive so 
our eyes. I say primitive. It was, it was revolutionary for its time, but I mean, if you were to speed it up now, you wouldn't enjoy the game mostly because you'd have a difficulty seeing. I mean, you have the motion blur now, so you'd have to turn off okay. motion blur for sure. So, I mean, well, like I said, check out the article that I wrote. Um, our last topic, we got about two minutes left, is a. It's over at the Cooler Master forums uh, for the the Cooler Master competition, and the short name is the Bahi. I can't even pronounce it. Bahia Blaster. Um, by I can't pronounce his name either. Marcelo, Marcelo, something from Brazil, right? He's a creator from Brazil. I think Bahia is probably the town he's from. Okay. And this guy does like, I mean, he, he put up some of his mods, and he seems to do the like way over the top mods. It's not just like oh, a fancy paint job. This dude does like moldings and yeah, carvings. And how big do you think that is? It's about is it a couple of feet. Uh, I would say it's about three feet. Good and way. I mean, it, it just, you can check out. Yeah, you can check out his. Uh, it's funny because there's, there's a photo there of him. He put it in a, I think it's a Brazilian land party, and it's like it's basically taking up several BYO seats. It's like it's so big. Yeah, it's like, it's like going across the tables in the other side, and it looks like he's using uh, EVA foam to to basically build the body off this. Keep in mind uh, when you're building a case model this large. Every pound counts. EVA foam is the same stuff that you use for workout mats. Um, again, another material cosplayers use, and we'll probably cover it here on Waters Inc. But uh, yeah, we'll drop a link in the description below on this case mod. It's definitely something different, something that caught our eyes. So we just wanted to discuss a little bit. But um, our 30 minutes are up. So from here at Waters Inc., thanks for tuning in. Dwayne, you got anything else? No, just uh, check us out. Make sure you go everywhere where we're at. And oh, game over. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys.